EFT or emotional freedom techniques, these days just generally known as tapping, is becoming more mainstream, but you're right, it is amazing how many people have not even heard of it, and is a beautiful little quick technique that can be used to help you lower your stress. It actually works by lowering your cortisol level. Welcome to Zestful Aging, where I talk with fascinating, talented, and inspiring guests who reflect on the adventures and challenges of aging and who are living their lives with vibrance and purpose. I'm your host, Nicole Christina, psychotherapist, writer, and fellow Zestful Ager. And if you like this podcast, you'll love my companion courses, Zestful Aging, Simple and Sustainable Habits for Health and Longevity, and The Wisdom of Mindful Eating. Now, for one month only, I'm putting both of my online courses on a radical sale. Both The Wisdom of Mindful Eating and Zestful Aging will be $19.99 each. Both of these courses have received rave reviews. They're fun, straightforward, and have the ability to change your life in the direction of more peace and less stress about eating and around aging. No extreme diets or punishing exercise. More about creating habits that feel good and are sustainable, which is health-promoting and leads to a longer, happier life. This offer will expire January 31st. Find out more at NicoleChristina.com. Well, I have my Jack Russell Terrier Sparky right beside me and my coffee in my hand. So let's begin. Today we have Ruthie Cohen Joyner, who is gratefully addicted to yoga, meditation, and tapping. She's also a nutritionist, motivational speaker, certified in hypnotherapy, EFT, which is emotional freedom technique, and matrix re-imprinting. Her focus is on helping women create loving relationships with their mind, body, and soul through releasing the emotional weight that's holding them back from all of their deepest desires. That's such a beautiful a statement. Welcome to the show, Ruthie. Thank you, Nicole. I'm glad to be here. You use a lot of different tools uh, while you're working with clients, and I'm wondering if it would be helpful for our audience to just sort of take us through a little description. My experience with EFT is that it's wonderful and powerful, and not that many people know about it. Yeah, it is interesting. EFT, or emotional freedom techniques, these days just generally known as tapping, is becoming more mainstream, but you're right, it is amazing how many people have not even heard of it, and is a beautiful little quick technique that can be used to help you lower your stress. It actually works by lowering your cortisol level. And so it just helps you to calm down. And Nick Ortner with the Tapping Solution um, puts it into three C's that I really like. I heard him speak once and he used these three C's and that is that it helps you to calm 
clear and create. Mm. So the first thing it does is it calms your nervous system down, helps you to just feel calmer, and then you're able to think more clearly. Mm -hmm. So you're able to clear whatever is causing your current stress, or it is most helpful for clearing past traumas and unpleasant beliefs, memories, beliefs, blocks, and then create. So being able to step into creating what you want and it's amazingly effective. I won't say it's perfect that it works every single time, mm -hmm. but it is amazing how well it does work. And I, you know, I say to my clients, I say it's free. Yes. You can dodge into the bathroom before your interview or your talk or whatever. And, you know, it's it, it's just like this wonderful little thing to carry around in your back pocket. And um, I've had clients, in fact, I have a uh, professor of psychology that I, I taught to tap, and he jokes that he has little bruises on all of his median <laughs> points because he taps so much. But I Funny. agree with you. It's powerful. And I think what uh, our listeners uh, might like to know about it is it brings the, the brain into a, a higher state so you're not in your reptile brain right, in the primitive, like, fight or flight, uh, where you can't think rationally, but it calms that part down, so you can actually use your higher thinking. Is that the way you describe it? Well, I admit I'm not the best at understanding the science of it, but yes, mm -hmm. my understanding is it does calm the amygdala, which mm -hmm. is the part of the brain you're talking about, yep. or the, and, um, and the limbic system is involved in there, too, but it just, it allows you to calm your emotions enough that you are able to think more clearly. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, and I uh, just want to give you a little analogy that I use, and that is what you were talking about, the fact that you can use it for yourself, you can use it every day, you can use it in stressful situations, is what I... Um, equate to like brushing your teeth. It's a level that you can do on your own that's very important and helpful. But there are times like with dental care that you need more help, that you might need a root canal or you might need a tooth, uh, a filling field or something like that. And that's when you seek more help. Mm -hmm. But yes, absolutely, you can do it on your own on a regular basis. But to do the deep healing work, you might need more help with mm -hmm. that. That makes a lot of sense. Um, let's think practically, maybe, and concretely for a moment. So we have our post-middle-aged women going through all kinds of transitions, maybe mm -hmm. some super caretaking of <coughs> elders, maybe launching of kids, maybe reassessing partnerships or marriage you know, looking at their career, lots, as you know, lots and lots of transitions. Would this be a good tool to use, do you think, for a woman who is feeling overwhelmed? Can you give maybe an example of how this <laughs> might be? <laughs> You're giggling, so I'm thinking I am. you know exactly what I'm talking oh, about. Oh, absolutely, and, and I'm dealing with two of those myself right now with my father-in-law being 90 and we're looking at the possibility of putting in, him in a memory care facility um, because of his dementia and not being able to keep him at home anymore. And our daughters are 20 and 23, so mm. we're dealing right with that there. ourselves, yes. Yep. Um, 
but yes, the majority of my clients are 40 to 76. My oldest one is 76 right now. And most of my women are in their 50s and 60s and are dealing with many of the things you're talking about and also with their own issues with getting older and what does this mean and um, taking care of myself and uh, so many things. So yes, absolutely. EFT is wonderful for dealing with all of those. And a couple of the things that I end up working with women on is learning to set boundaries and learning to say no. Mm-hmm. We are notorious about being wonderful caretakers for everybody but ourselves. Mm-hmm. So that's one issue that definitely uh, gets brought up often. Mm-hmm. And I'm just going to guess, and you can correct me, but uh, if I've had clients that come from the South, and mm-hmm. um, I know that you're in the South, there's even an additional cultural layer of being helpful and nice and sweet and gracious. Absolutely. So you're, you got a little <laughs> extra, extra challenge, uh, possibly. Oh, I'm glad you brought that up, Nicole. That is so true that we are the little saying, what is it? Girls are made of everything, sugar and spice oh. and everything nice. Oh, yeah, boy. I remember being brought up with that, you know, just the thought that you, you be nice now, say you're oh. sorry, you know, the little things that we say to children, uh, in the South. I I assume everywhere, but yes, it is stronger in the South. You are Mm -hmm. correct. Mm -hmm. So you have, perhaps, I know you have a nursing background and a public health background. I'm just like looking at all the tools you have in your toolbox. Let me just correct you on that. Not nursing, nutrition. So I was, yes, I'm a registered dietitian. I don't work as a dietitian anymore, but yes, that is my background. Right. So you have, how does it go? You have a client contact you and say, I'm having a tough patch here. And then you reach into your your toolbox, sort of judging what's appropriate for that. Or do people say, I want to learn to do tapping? Or how, how does the process work? Yes, to all of the above. So um, my favorite tool out of all these is matrix reimprinting, which is, is an offshoot of EFT, where you literally go into the past and you, the now you, the adult you, helps the younger you. So for example, let's just say you have a memory of when you were in kindergarten being laughed at by kids in school. In EFT, we would just tap on your feelings about being upset about that. Um, possibly feeling embarrassed and shame and remind me to mention shame a little bit more later but I want to stick with this for right now yes I would love you to because boy as women I just hear that a lot but I'm yes. gonna make a note here I will okay. come back to that but okay yes so so uh, the matrix reimprinting okay right so If you can get a pretty clear picture, and it doesn't always have to be clear, but let's just say you can imagine, you can remember being in kindergarten, you can feel that being laughed at, I would say something along the line of, can you imagine seeing her here in front of you? And you would say, yes, I can see her. And so you, the now you, would go in and help the five-year-old you like it's a play. So you would step into the scene like it's a play and that you can go in. So we pause everyone else in the play, everyone else in the scene, and the you, now you goes in and helps her. And so she, you might ask her, you know, what are you feeling? Well, I'm so embarrassed. And we might tap on him feeling embarrassed. So we tap with the younger you 
you, the five-year-old you, to clear the situation for her. And then we um, let her change the situation in some way. So we let her change it in a way that she feels empowered instead of being left feeling like a victim at the end of it. And then we bring it into the future. So for instance, if you're afraid to get on stage, you're afraid to do public speaking because of this, this memory is one that came up when you started thinking about it. Then we would do what's called future re-imprinting, which is we would see you actually doing the speaking event that you wanna do from this empowered place that we created with your five-year-old self. So it's a beautiful, um, deep process of really healing the past and creating your future all within hour hour and a half my sessions are 90 minutes so usually you can do that in a session wow <laughs> i do not know about this um is this is this out of eft or or this from the or, originators of EFT many years ago or how did this come about? Actually this was created by Carl Dawson and that's K-A-R-L Dawson mm -hmm. D-A-W-S-O-N in the UK and I don't remember the exact year he has two books out um, about uh, matrix re-imprinting but it started when he was doing an EFT training if I understand correctly with the client and she made the comment I've, I could just see her right here or uh -huh. I could I just imagine she's right here with me and he said okay let's just tap with her and that's pretty much how it started and it's really grown now so there's an offshoot of matrix reimprinting called matrix birth reimprinting that is sharing King's child um, and I just love matrix birth reimprinting. And so in that we go in and redo your birth. So if you had a traumatic birth, we allow you to go in and change it in some way. And there are some uh, YouTube videos of Sharon working with clients where you can see some amazing changes come out of doing mm -hmm. this work. And there's also matrix past life reimprinting. So it, it's really grown and it, I just love it. It is so beautiful. And since I have a background in hypnotherapy also, I kind of mix it all together. So when you were asking to people say, I want to do this or that, mm -hmm. it, it kind of all gets glummed together <laughs> and just whatever happens in that session. You kind of, you're spontaneous and yes. it sounds like, it, you know, you're able to say, oh, here's a good place to do this instead. You're able to be flexible. Well, I kind of think of it as being divinely led. I mean, I just kind of go where I feel I'm meant to go and have had some pretty amazing things happen. So it's, it could be beautiful. Oh, it sounds fascinating. And this is all, of course, based on the premise that any kind of psychological wound is held in our body. And the yes. issues are in the tissues, as they say, right? It's yes. not just in our heads, that it's, it's really held in every part of our being. Absolutely. And I want to take this a step further. Dawson Church is one of the big names in the EFT world. So really confusing. We have Carl Dawson with Matrix <laughs> Reimprinting and then Dawson Church, who is EFT Universe. Anyway, I heard him speaking on a summit, I don't remember how long ago, a month or two ago. And he truly believes that anxiety, depression, and PTSD will all be things of the past 100 years from now, that we will actually heal these 
things that are just very normal today with these forms of energy psychology. So that is just mind-blowing and gives me a lot of hope. Indeed, because these are paralyzing uh, phenomenons that people, you know, really stuck in, uh, you know, as you say that they're, they have this emotional weight that gets in the way and it's hard and I'm sure you would agree as a clinician to see people with so much promise and talent and, you know, goodness getting really stuck because they're so anxious or depressed. Absolutely. And I hope it's okay to share this with you, Nicole. Right now I'm working on a program called Releasing the Weight of Shame. Mm. Because as I've been doing this work, I've realized that shame is at the base of so much of this. And there, and you're not going to believe this, another Dawson, Connie Dawson. (laughs) (laughs) I know, it's kind of crazy, right? She wrote a book called, hang on, I have it next to me. Life Beyond Shame, Rewriting the Rules, and I've been studying her book and learning um, about her processes. Anyway, that shame is kind of, uh, it's insidious. It runs us in so many ways. So like what you were talking about, people have gifts. In Native cultures, that's called your original medicine. And I believe we all have our own gifts and talents that we're meant to share with the world. And I truly believe that women in their later years are really at the forefront of this in a lot of ways because when we get past, or at least to some extent, get past caretaking others and are able to really focus on ourselves and bring our own gifts into the world, we have so much to offer to the world. And healing shame is such a big piece of this because once you can heal shame and realize, wait a minute, there really is nothing wrong with me. I'm just as good as everybody else. And it just opens up doors. It's just amazing what's possible. Thank you for for bringing this up. This is so important. And I think most people experience this. And, you know, I've been a clinician for, I think it's 28 years now. And I'm struck by what you what you're saying is so true that I see mostly women and I have a specialty in in eating and eating disorders mm-hmm. and you know the shame is absolutely f- first and foremost and I've thought to myself often why is this where does this come from and how do we how do we untangle this and how do we free ourselves of this? Do you have any sense or theory about why so many people, not only women, but harbor the sense of I'm not quite as good as the next person? Boy, that's a great question. And it does seem to be more with women. And I'm not saying it's not with men. I'm men. I'm sure it is. But since I work with women, too, I, I'm going to stick with speaking with women. So in reading Connie Dawson's book and understanding shame a little bit more, my understanding is so much of this is in our early childhood. And as as you know, I work with women with eating issues too, and I talk about releasing the emotional weight. Because mm-hmm. the physical weight, yeah, maybe it happens, maybe it doesn't. We mm-hmm. kind of need to get over that and just take care of ourselves in a loving way, right? I mean, yeah. that's where it is these days. Anyway, that the... Um, in working with eating issues, we often run into physical and sexual abuse, mm-hmm. or at least I do. Mm-hmm. And 
realizing that as young children, especially, and it can be later, that we have taken on the shame of our perpetrators. And so in addition to our own shame, we're carrying that weight also. You mean energetically? Yes, 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 yes. Okay, so you and I are, we travel in the same realm. Could you just flesh that out a little bit more for our listeners? What does it mean to take on someone's shame energetically? Let me think about that. So I think that the way that looks is as a child, a small child, you are not able to not bond with your caregivers. In other words, regardless of what kind of caregivers you have, you know, you have to stuck with them. Exactly. To whatever extent, just to be able to survive. So to get any nourishment, any, you know, getting your diapers changed, getting food, you know, as babies, obviously, we can't take care of ourselves. And so however it works, I'm not exactly sure how it works, but we feel like there must be something wrong with me. There must be some reason why this person treats me this way. Mm-hmm. So I'll give you a, a quick example. It's slightly different, but you'll understand. One of my earliest clients was a 13-year-old, and her mom wanted her to lose weight. And when we started getting into it, she told me that her parents had divorced when she was two years old, and it was her fault. And there was nothing I could say at that point. I was still really new and and figuring all this out. But um, to get her to understand that at two years old, it definitely was not her fault Mm -hmm. that her parents got divorced. There's nothing she could have done at two that would uh, cause a divorce. Exactly. But that's an example of her carrying that shame. So at 13, she was still feeling responsible. She was still embarrassed and ashamed that she had caused her parents to divorce. Does that sort of answer your question? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think some people, and I'm a little bit out of my depth now because I don't, I don't know exactly how this works but this what I've understood is that some people actually think that there's an additional level of energy that gets sort of transmitted Um, and I'm not exactly sure how it works but our brains of course have mirror neurons Mm -hmm. and there's a whole reading going on and an empathic sort of link that we don't quite understand. We know something's going on that we can really read people. There's also smells that we pick up on, gut, you know, gut instincts. And I think that there, there's a whole subbody of literature that say there's sort of an invisible thing happening that's transmitted that we still don't completely understand. But that's how some people, under, you know, see it. I would agree, and I'm like you in that I don't totally understand all of that either, but I will say that the majority, if not all, of my clients understand and quickly identify with being empathic. So those of us that are attracted to this type of work, I'll say, we're the empaths. We're the ones that are carrying the shame and pain of the world. And we could take this bigger. You know, we could talk about this from a cultural standpoint. And you and I are both in the United States, but all over the world, there are different forms of cultural shame mm-hmm. that I, that some of us carry, or at least that's the way I see it. Um, 
Oh, and you think about some practices in terms of beating women who have mm -hmm. gotten pregnant through rape. I mean, there's a lot of shame directed towards women and girls throughout the throughout the world. Yes. Oh, yes. And I saw that Naomi Wolf has written another book on women and um, trying to remember. She was I think she was the one who wrote Fat as a Feminist Issue in the 80s. I may have that wrong. Uh, she wrote, oh, um, I'm sure I have it. It'll come to me. Yeah, that's not right. I think I've got that wrong. Fat as a feminist issue with Susie Orbach. Yes, you're right. Um, we'll <sighs> think of it. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, I saw that she'd written another book, and I listened to a sample of it, sample of it on Audible yesterday, and she was basically saying that she feels like Yes, we have made strides as women that at least we in the West have much more freedom than we did even in the 70s over our bodies. But yet there is such a stigma about weight and about uh, not following the latest vegan, paleo, keto, whatever mm -hmm. diet. Mm -hmm. um, that, the, that it's another way that our culture holds us down. Mm-hmm. So yeah, whether you absolutely. buy into that or not, I, I I can definitely see pieces of that. Oh, absolutely. That the dieting mentality is about, if you're thinking about how many carbs you've eaten, you're not thinking about your power. And absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I, I totally <laughs> agree with that. Sure. And also, oh, yeah. you know, we're talking about, I was thinking about what you were saying and the question I asked, you know, what's this about shame? And you talked about early trauma. And unfortunately, there's been I mean that is so widespread mm -hmm. you know sexual abuse is so widespread um, but also this idea of you know companies selling us things because we're not good enough that we oh, have yes. to be sweet smelling and hairless and you know have perfectly quaffed hairdo and <laughs> lipstick yes. and bright white teeth I mean that yep. is just fuel on the fire Oh, absolutely. And the whole body shame, especially as we get older, our bodies change. They don't look like 25-year-olds anymore. And, you know, feeling, oh, you know, so bad about our bodies. And it's just, like you say, it, it just takes our power away and keeps us from doing what we could be doing in the world. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. So you have a client come in who's struggling and then you do an assessment and you try to match the, the right tool to the particular difficulty. Is that how it goes? Not exactly. It is more, um, so let's say a client comes to me and says she wants to lose weight and I give her my standard spiel. I am not a weight loss coach. I don't really care about weight. I don't think that's, I think that is what we're talking about, that that's more of a distraction right. from what's really going on. And so I might ask her questions like, well, how do you feel about yourself? What do you do for self-care? Tell me a little bit about your childhood and your background. And I'm listening for all the clues. Well, my parents were divorced or, well, my grandfather, 
you know, touched me or whatever. Those are the things that grab my attention. Mm -hmm. And so when we finish doing our 30 minute free call, our discovery call, then I might say, well, if you choose to work with me, I am not promising weight loss and we're not even going to focus on that. But we will focus on healing what you're still carrying from how you were treated as a child. And we will talk about learning to say no in your current situation. Mm -hmm. And we will you know, work on having a healthier relationship with food, meaning not being so obsessed, like with the carbs or whatever it is. Mm -hmm. Obsession of the week. Yes. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Unsustainable. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, and the whole idea of, you know, health at every size and, Mm -hmm. um, and Linda Bacon's work is, is just phenomenal. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, and so I really do work with my clients, you know, in my little intro, you said I'm uh, addicted to meditation and yoga and tapping, and that's true. I do those things on a re- on a daily basis, and that's what gets me through the day. I have my stuff, too, just like everybody else, so mm-hmm. I have just found the tools that work for me to get through my stuff much faster than I used to, mm-hmm. so that's, and- I guess, my goal for other people is that you're still going to have issues, you're still going to have life, but not to be so sunk by it. Right, exactly, to be able to manage it and, and, and know what it is a lot quicker and and then address it in, in a loving, um, gentle, compassionate way. Absolutely. And so I know you've I know you've been asked this 10 million times, but I'm going to ask you again. I mean, a lot of my clients and a lot of my guests know exactly what to do. They know every kind of yoga. They know how to meditate. They may or may not know how to tap. They may know how to eat beautifully. And that, you know, we're always struggling to do it. It's it's the, this idea of even abdominal breathing. Mm-hmm. It's like the hardest part, I think, is to remember and to say this is important enough to put time aside to do. So do you have any advice for us? And how does this become a non-negotiable? Boy, I wish I had the magic wand to make that easy for everyone. I, then I would be a millionaire, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I do, back to the shame thing again, the more I'm learning about shame, the more I'm realizing that two things, procrastination and perfectionism, are symptoms of shame. So doing the healing work on the shame makes it easier to step forward, realizing I'm not going to do this perfectly. If I choose to do five minutes of yoga, it's better than no yoga. Or if I get outside and walk for five minutes, whatever it is, whatever speaks to you um that you're not going to do it perfectly you're not going to look like the little pretzels in the gym who can do all the twisty bendy things um I don't know it's it's definitely a practice not a perfect that it's doing what you can and being compassionate with yourself like you said boy self-compassion is at the key of all to all of this Mm -hmm. and if you've been doing it one way for 50 60 years it's Mm -hmm. not going to turn around in 10 minutes but it is changeable Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. the idea I love the idea of the little steps the teeny teeny little steps that just set you up for success even that, you know, even the walking, even getting up from your desk every hour to walk mm-hmm. to the, you know, whatever your work situation is, or your home, just walk to the bathroom, get a glass of water, whatever, that we know that 
um, even that is good for your brain and your circulation. Oh, yeah, and if you can walk outside, even better. Oh, yeah, amen on that. Amen on that. So, well, you're you're doing, a, it sounds like you've got your toolbox. You've got a lot of um, really helpful tools, and we know they're scientifically proven as well. All the big ones, the yoga, the meditation, the tapping. What's what's next for you? What what do you see on your own horizon in terms of taking your work to the next step? Ah, great question, Nicole. So what I'm working on these days is growing my speaking abilities and and reach. And I've slowly started on a book on shame of all things. Um, so we shall see where that goes. But I love the one-on-one -on -one work. I love, love, love being with people and helping them start to transform. And I am so blessed to get to see women change and make big, you know, really make big strides in their lives. It is so beautiful. Mm -hmm. So I know our time is about up, but I wanted to know if we could do some just positive tapping. So this I, isn't I would love to. Let's okay. do it. So this isn't real EFT and that in EFT we really do healing work on the past, but I love just positive tapping. And on my YouTube channel, I have um I don't remember how many, three or four different tap-alongs where people can do this kind of tapping that we're going to do today because I really think it's very helpful just to raise your vibration with tapping and I think the I think there's one on there that's even less than four minutes and what is so, the YouTube um, what can they search for that it's just my name mm -hmm. Ruthie Cohen Joiner. Okay. so if you go to so I think you'll have that in your um, program notes yes that, so we can put the link there but the first one that I did is under four minutes, and it's still my favorite one, even though it's five years old now. So we're just going to do a little positive tapping. So um, it's a little hard to see the tapping points, obviously, since this is audio, but I'm going to try to describe them. And I have on my website, actually it's on the YouTube channel too, is a short little video showing you the tapping points. Okay, so, good. So if people are listening to this recording and, and don't have a clue what I'm talking about, they could stop the recording and go watch that, and you'll have the link in your notes, I, I, I assume. Yes. So normally in EFT, or Emotional Freedom Techniques, or tapping, we start on the side of the hand, lightly tapping one hand on the other. So this used to be called the karate chop point, mm -hmm. if that kind of gives you a sense of where it is. So it's below the pinky finger on the side of the palm of the hand. Sort of the so, fleshy part of the hand. Yes, okay. on the opposite side of the thumb, if that helps. Yep. And usually you do what's called a setup phrase here, and you would focus on whatever your tapping target is. So even though I'm so stressed out right now, even though I'm feeling so anxious, even though I'm so mad at my husband, even though I can't believe that car just pulled out in front of me, even though I really want that big chocolate cookie right now, whatever it is, so you have a tapping target and, it, and you end it with a positive phrase that is usually something along the line of, even though I'm so upset right now, I love and accept myself, or I, I accept these feelings, or I'm choosing to accept myself. Something as, as positive as you can go and still believe it. We'll put it that way. 
And then I like to take a deep breath before we do a round. So after we do that, we would take a deep breath. And then I go to the eyebrow point first. So I tell people that this is the Botox point, so they know where I'm talking about. <laughs> so right between the eyebrows, and you're just lightly tapping with two fingers, either hand, whichever feels right to you. And we do what's called a reminder phrase. So just using the example of I'm so upset right now, you would just say I'm so upset. And then the next point is the side of the eye, and that's right on the bone, on the side of the eye, not way back on the temples. And the next one is under the eye, and again, you're just staying on the bone, right under mm -hmm. the eye. And how so, many times do you recommend actually doing the tapping? Just long enough to say your reminder phrase. Okay, so maybe three to five Yep, taps? yep, three yep. to five, maybe seven. Okay. There's, Yep, there's no set amount. Tapping is very forgiving. Mm -hmm. So the next one is under the nose, so between the lip and the nose. Mm -hmm. And the next one is called the chin, but it's actually the little cleft, the little cleft between the lip and the chin. Mm -hmm. That little indention there. And the next one is called the collarbone, but there again, you find your collarbone, and I like to do both sides when I do this one, but you can do just one side if you want. And you go down an inch and out an inch. So you find your collarbone on both sides, just uh, in from your shoulders, kind of, mm -hmm. and go down an inch and out an inch. So you're a little bit closer to the shoulder and a little bit lower. And most people can find a little indention there. Mm-hmm. And that's the most powerful one to me. Other people have other ones that are their favorite. But I like this one doing it one-handed when I'm driving in areas that are uncomfortable for me to help keep me calm. Mm -hmm. So anyway, the next one is under the arm, and it's down at the bottom of the bra line. Mm -hmm. And then the last one we're going to use today is the top of the head. Mm -hmm. So there are wrist and finger points, but we're not going to mess with those. So just right on the crown of the head. Mm -hmm. But since we're just going to be doing positive tapping, we're not actually going to do the side of the hand today. We're just going to start right at the eyebrow. So if you will, Nicole, be my echo. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to say a phrase, and then I'm going to ask you to repeat it after me, and then I'll be saying the points. So you don't need to re repeat the points, just the phrases that I'm saying. Okay. Okay, and one last thing I want to say is that when we really do tapping, we do what's called a suds level. So I just want everybody to kind of get a sense of how you feel right now. So 0 to 10, 10 being I am so stressed out, I'm so upset. 0, oh, I feel wonderful, I feel great. Mm -hmm. Just kind of get that number before we start. Okay, your baseline. Yes, your baseline, exactly. And actually, I'm going to say one more thing, and then we'll start. And that is that um, it is very common to sigh, to yawn, or to even burp. Those are actually good <laughs> signs of energy movement when you're doing this. So don't be surprised if that happens. So we're just going to do a quick round. So I'm going to ask everybody just to take a deep breath. And then lightly tapping on the eyebrow point. Matter of fact, I'm going to ask you to kind of sit straight and tall in your power pose, mm -hmm. your Wonder Woman pose, mm -hmm. sitting straight. Mm -hmm. And now starting to tap. I choose to release and let go of all blocks. 
I choose to release and let go of all blocks. Negative thoughts. Negative thoughts. Fears and worries. Fears and worries. Side of the eye. Letting them all go now. Letting them all go now. Under the eye. Forgiving myself and others. Forgiving myself and others. Under the nose. Letting go of the past. Letting go of the past. Chin. Letting go of anything that no longer serves me. Letting go of anything that no longer serves me. Collarbone. Feeling emotionally and physically lighter. Feeling emotionally and physically lighter. As I release and let all this go. As I release and let all of this go. Under the arm. Letting it all go. Letting it all go. Top of the head. Knowing that I am okay exactly as I am. Knowing that I am okay exactly as I am. Back to the eyebrow. Feeling safe and secure. Feeling safe and secure. Side of the eye. Seeing myself filled with love and joy. Seeing myself filled with love and joy. Under the eye. Remembering that anything is possible. Remembering that anything is possible. Under the nose. And that anything that is possible for anyone. And that anything is possible possible for anyone is possible for me is possible for me chin knowing that i am co-creating the life of my dreams knowing that i am co-creating the life of my dreams collarbone feeling calm and confident feeling calm and confident under the arm feeling energized and abundant feeling energized and abundant top of the head bringing positive energy into everything I do bringing positive energy into everything I do eyebrow being a radiant light being a radiant light and letting my light shine in every situation and letting my light shine in every situation side of the eye serving from my heart serving from my heart under the eye feeling truly blessed feeling truly blessed and being a blessing in my world and being a blessing in my world under the nose feeling so good feeling so good chin filled with love and joy filled with love and joy collarbone knowing that I am beautiful knowing that I am beautiful under the arm knowing that I am powerful knowing that I am powerful top of the head and I am guided and protected at all times and I am guided and protected at all times alright stop tapping put your hands over your heart and just take a deep breath just breathing in all those good feelings And when you're ready, you can open your eyes and come back to here and now, allowing yourself just to feel, feel good. Now, when you do this with a client, Ruthie, do you also experience a benefit of this? Oh, absolutely. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's called borrowing benefits. And, and yes, it's very helpful for, for clinicians to 
to so you're, uh, have it. It's yes. sort of a parallel process where they're, you know, doing the work they need to do, but you're also feeling, you know, the results of this. You're you're saying the words and you're in this this space with them. Absolutely. And and it is funny how the tapping works, that it literally, in my mind, it just kind of sets it in. It brings it into your body in a mm-hmm. deeper way. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. a little bit better than positive affirmations in my mind. Mm-hmm. But I, I do want to make it clear, though, that this is not real EFT. This is just positive tapping to be uplifting. Real EFT is where we go into healing whatever is really bothering you. Mm-hmm. It's the idea that if, uh, I hate to be so blunt, but if your dog pooped on the floor and you just threw a rug on top of it, it's still going to stink, right? <laughs> That's an excellent analogy as I look over and see my Jack Russell. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. That's so you still thing. have to pull the rug back. You still mm-hmm. have to clean it up. Clean you still have to out. deal with what's there. Yes. Yeah. Yep. That's great. Any other last words that you'd like to share with our listeners? Um, just to have hope. I am, I am so grateful that I get to work with women in their 60s and 70s and see their lives transformed, even when they may feel like, well, I'm so old, what's going to change for me? First of all, 60s and 70s are not old, but it just so much is possible. We can feel so much better and we truly can make a difference for ourselves and those around us by doing our own work. So I hope everyone listening will do whatever you can to take care of yourself in a loving, compassionate way. And that is a beautiful message. Could you also uh, repeat what the uh, your contact information is for people who would like to learn more? Yes, so my website is yourtappingjourney.com. Mm-hmm. That's yourtappingjourney.com. And my Facebook group is A Journey to Self-Love. I would love to have people jump in A Journey to Self-Love. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I have a Facebook group, I mean, I, uh, the YouTube channel, which is just my name, mm-hmm. Ruthie Cohen Joiner. And there's some... Um, um, interviews there, mainly around weight stuff that, you know, that's kind of where my heart is too, coming from being a nutritionist. And of course, I got into all of this because of my own eating and weight issues. Mm-hmm. So um, there's some interesting, if, if anybody decides to listen to one of those interviews, I would love that because we talk about how your birth affects your weight. Mm. We talk about how your past lives might affect your weight. So there's some really interesting stuff there and about sexual abuse and how it affects weight. So Mm -hmm. all Mm -hmm. kinds of fun things in the YouTube channel. Absolutely. Do you work with people virtually? Oh, yes. Okay. So that's most of my clients are by Zoom. Oh, really? So you Mm -hmm. don't have to be in North Carolina to access your your work. No, I'm grateful. I think my furthest client was in India. Oh my goodness! That's in Brazil and Germany, yeah. yes, yes. Wow. <laughs> like you were talking about New Zealand, oh, my yeah. Goodness. I still can't quite understand that. <laughs> yeah, you're right. In Australia, yeah. I've worked with people oh, in Australia. Well, yes. I had one that it was. <clears throat> it wasn't only that they were the next day, but it was the next day plus three and a half hours. Oh yeah. So different places, right? In Australia, uh, yeah. I I had to uh, reschedule that a couple times. That I yeah. <laughs> Yeah, the one I had in India was on the half hour, too. I was like, okay, uh-huh. I didn't even know that we had time zones yeah. and dip by the half hour. That, but That seems cruel. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, it has been an absolute pleasure talking to you today, Ruthie. And I think your, you know, your understanding and your compassion really just come through. And you have so many tools to help people. Well, I feel extremely blessed and grateful to play and have fun and and do this work. And I thank you for having me on today, Nicole. Thank you so much for joining us on Zestful Aging. If you like the podcast, please share with some of your friends. I love to hear from my listeners. Send me an email at NicoleChristina.com. And please consider becoming a patron of the show. You will get access to exclusive bonuses and you will be part of the Zestful Aging community. Keep us going strong. Go to patreon.com slash zestful aging. See you next time for another episode of Zestful Aging.